Welcome to the Gamerhood Podcast. My name is Michael Walker, and today we are talking with Chad Shepard, co-host for the UE's Talk About This at Work podcast. He is a 34-year-old who has been married for five years and has a one-year-old daughter from St. Louis, Missouri. We talk about the old paradigm for when you're young, you have all the time in the world to play the games, but none of the money to buy the games you want to play. And then once you're old, you have no time, but all the money to buy the games you want. We also talk about how since becoming a father, he's unlocked his emotions and he finds himself crying over movies and games that he never used to. This episode ends around the 40 minute mark, but we decided to chat about another 10 minutes or so about random games that we were both enjoying and recommending to each other. So I thought I'd keep that in as you may enjoy that. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Hey, so hello, our audience. Uh, my name is Chad. I am from St. Louis, Missouri. We are an interesting place. We get, we're right in the middle of America. Um, no, I don't live on a farm, but uh, we get all the seasons in like the same week. So like we can get like, you know, 10 inches of snow on Monday and by Wednesday is 80 degrees outside and we're in shorts. But yeah, um, sounds like here in uh, <laughs> Toronto area. Yeah. So uh, born and raised here. Um, so I am a podcaster. Also, I started podcasting, I want to say in April of this year, 2021, with a former co-worker of mine, Matt. Uh, the podcast is called We Used to Talk About This at Work, and it's primarily a movie podcast. But um, we were good friends at work. We worked together, like, I want to say maybe 2016. And I left that place in 2019 to go to another employer. And he left like a few months after me to get a job in Japan. So uh, we were pretty good friends. And like, we'd always have like these crazy conversations at work. And we'd be those people that were like, man, the world needs to hear these conversations. We should make a podcast. Nice. Obviously, those conversations could never actually, actually be heard be by published. other people. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, finally, like, earlier this, like, you know, so we talked a lot on Facebook Messenger and stuff and, you know, the occasional video chat. And so, like, finally, like, we watched this, you know, every now and again, we're like, we're like, hey, watch so-and-so on Netflix and let's chat about it. And we watched this movie. And I'm not going to say what it is because, like, I'm hoping to have like the person that was also in the group chat with us and to go more in depth about the story. But uh, we watched this movie and um, there's a time difference. So Matt's 14 hours ahead of me. So I watched it and I just was like, not only do I want to talk about this movie, I want people to know my thoughts about this movie. So it was like maybe what was the movie. It was two distinct strangers. Okay. And so uh, it actually won an Oscar. It's a short movie, short film. Um, it's kind of like Groundhog's Day, but with police brutality. Not, oh, not, okay. trying, to br- not trying to bring your podcast now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Timely. And it's on Netflix? <laughs> yeah, it's on Netflix. And it okay. won an Oscar. Um, so I watched the movie. I had a lot of thoughts on it. And it was like maybe it's like 20 minutes, 30 minutes long. So it was like 8 a.m. my time. And from like 8 a.m. my time, which would have been like 10 p.m. his time to like 3 p.m. my time, which would have been 5 a.m. his time. Like I just researched, like, how do you do a podcast? Like it's something that I kind of wonder, like I watched like so many YouTube videos. I read so many articles and I was like, hey, man, 
let's uh, let's let's just do this. Um, so we never actually recorded the episode on that movie because um, we're trying to coordinate with the third person that was in the group chat with us. And, you know, just a lot of scheduling stuff because she was pregnant. Uh, she actually had her baby today. So it's just a lot of life getting in the way. But um, Matt and I have recorded. We are up to episode 15 now. Yes. Um, so far, I haven't been in one and he hasn't been in one. But um, so we both have been present for 14 episodes and it's a lot of fun. And um, maybe, you know, we can get something set up with um, you to come on, Michael. Who knows? Perfect. But uh, I guess to circle back to like the actual theme of this podcast. So I um, I've been married for um, five years in October and um my wife and I never really thought we would have kids. Like that's just not something that we thought we'd do. We just thought we'd be cool uncle and aunt and, you know, we do all this traveling and have adventures. But when I left my previous job in 2019, you know, we went out to dinner, you know, she took me out to dinner to celebrate and we were just, you know, eating and talking. And she was just like, I think we should have a kid. And I was like, I do too. Like, without a second thought like it just felt right in the moment so um my wife got pregnant a few months later uh this is all in 2019 you know the the good days and uh, my wife gave birth um to our daughter emma on june 25th of 2020 and Mm. man like that little girl like I never like I obviously love my wife like so much, right? But like I, I never knew like I was capable of like another level of love until like I met my daughter. And like she's she's my little buddy, you know. And I don't know if uh if you agree with this, but someone else, I guess another guest I had on earlier had this great kind of analogy, and I think it's definitely true, is um, you know, he said that having a child kind of it does it it makes increases your limits or your ability to love like obviously you love it instantaneously like you know you know but like let's say your old scale scale was like one to 100 and you love your wife 100 and all of a sudden your daughter comes in you're like okay you know 200 but he's Mm -hmm. like now he finds like that's now his scale and his ability to love other things so he's like i feel like i in some some of my favorite foods i enjoy more obviously with your wife you know now the fact that she's not just your partner and you know your best friend she's now you see her being a mother and caring for this other thing that you love so much your love increases for her etc yes 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 like I don't know, like ever since I've become a father, like I agree, like just things that I never really thought about just hit me so hard. Like it's a little, some things are a little on the nose. Like whenever I'm watching a movie and there's like a father daughter dynamic, like I'll, I'll admit it right here. Like I'm almost like to tears on some stuff, like, you know, like, yeah, it's just, it's just powerful. Yeah. I just watched like, not so long ago, I watched my wife. And it's funny because like my mom was like, oh, it's kind of a funny movie. You guys should watch it. And I thought, OK, Kevin Hart should be funny. Oh, fatherhood. And, uh, fatherhood. and then like <laughs> me, and my, my wife was like crying most of the movie and stuff. And I told my mom, I'm like, it, it was a great, up, you know, heartfelt movie, but I wouldn't call it a comedy of any sort. Right. Uh, I haven't seen that one yet. I, I That is something I want to see. But like, um, you know, you know how Netflix is like if you don't catch something that first weekend, it's just it's, it's dumb. It gets buried, yeah, because yeah, <laughs> right. just, the list keeps growing. 
But uh, did you see that Chris Pratt movie? Um, the one that just came out on Amazon, uh, the Tomorrow the War. New, no, I, I've seen it advertised a bunch on like Twitch. Uh, is it good? It's it's fine. Um, <laughs> but you like because the whole idea is he's like going to the future to stop a war to save his like daughter, essentially, right? Right. So uh, I, I will say this: all of the future stuff is like amazing, like. The, something I like in movies is like if it's a creature feature, like they really don't show, like they tease the monster. Yeah. They tease it a few times, and when they when you actually see it, like almost an hour into the movie, it is horrifying. But um, yeah. all the future stuff is cool. But so like the thing that got me with Tomorrow War is like you know you meet his daughter in the in our present, and she's a little girl, and he goes to the future, and he meets his daughter as an adult. And like when she's telling him, like filling in the blanks between what will happen in his future and what happened in our past and like all the stuff, like the monster stuff. And then like some crazy stuff happens in the future and he has to come back home and like he sees his daughter and like he starts crying and I'm crying and I'm like, <laughs> oh, my goodness, <laughs> I this this would not have been me a year and a half ago. You know, I would have just been like, OK, cool. <laughs> yeah for sure i totally i feel you um so you, and you said your daughter she's one if I yeah she yeah she's one now okay nice and uh what, what do you uh, do for a living out of curiosity Ooh, like job uh, <laughs> so podcast I, and father <laughs> right uh not to get too deep into it but yeah, uh, i not. i work for the government so um, the U.S. government, uh, nothing like too, too insane. Um, I do something with veterans. OK, um, so it's fulfilling work, um, you know, frustrating at times because you wish you could do more. But, you know, the red tape and everything. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's, it's a good job. Like I did something similar previously, uh, where I met Matt and this is kind of like just the next step of it, but yeah, um, it's, it, it keeps me busy. <laughs> That's good. Hey, I think liking your job is, is, is or at least even, yeah, it, it's very important towards your life. Like, I think I was talking to someone they're like saying like, you know, they just started their career and like, how do you, you know, do work when you, your boss asks you to do stuff you want and then don't get really discouraged and frustrated. And I was like, look, if you like your job 51% of the time, like you have a good job, Mm -hmm. right? Like if you like it like 75% of the time, like you have a great job, right? Like when you're at like 90%, like you have your dream job, right? Like there's no jobs out there. Like, I don't care if it's even your company. Like, I don't care if you're even Elon Musk, right? Like he probably has at least 10% or even an athlete, they probably don't like going to the gym every day and eating mm-hmm. healthy and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. everybody has parts of their job that they just do not like. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I agree. That's everywhere. Like you're not going to find that perfect job. Um, I will say like, I do like this job and I've always thought of myself as an introvert, but I really do like people. So like we've been working from home since March and so while I do love being home, like I miss people. Yeah. Um, like that that day-to-day aspect of just being around people. And um, if my wife hears listens to this episode, like, yes, yes, yes. I know all the things that I've been saying during lockdown, but yes, I miss people. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, uh, but, I'm cool. Let's stay home. 
but uh like at my last job like i was in a training position so like i just was around people all the time and then it's like when i decided like i couldn't be there anymore like yes the 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 job needed to be done like i was sad to like you know somebody else would have to fill you know fill in that position but like i miss the people so so much like that was the biggest thing that I missed, like that I was like going to be losing, you know? So um, I do try and bring back people like that we used to work with, like, you know, just the, let's hang out, come on my podcast, you know, let's chit chat, catch up. But um, yeah, man, people like that's, that's the thing that drives that actually helps propel me to like want to do work. Um, like before I started working for the government, I worked, at, uh, do you guys have H&R Block in Canada? I don't know. I think <laughs> do I've you, seen advertised for it. I don't even recall what that. It's like a like they prepare your taxes and stuff, right? Yes, I'm not. Well, actually, I'm not really sure how taxes work up there. So you know, I, I mean, wanna... pretty sure it's the same. I'm, I'm... Okay, okay. Because you know, some places have it where like you don't really everything's basically filed. You just sign a you know you just sign your name. You know, like. The government, no, here there's basically. like you hire you can hire people to know the loopholes and get you the best return possible. Okay, so um, I worked at H and R Block um, um, for like nine years, and I was transferred to an office where like it was just a good environment there, and they encouraged me to go back to school. Oh, cool! And so like I have a degree in accounting, like it was fun when it started, but like, I just have one now. Like, I don't want to do anything with that, but like, I just really appreciate it. Like just being around like decent people, like, you know, the jobs may not always be fun, but if you get, if you have some coworkers that are like solid people, like you can do anything, you know, you can For do sure. any job. Yeah. Because you can even just, uh, you know, bond over misery, right? Together. Right. <laughs> misery does love company. Exactly. Oh, that's great. Um, all right. Perfect. That's interesting. So why don't we kind of, I guess, go back to the, the other topic of the podcast and uh, gaming. I know, I think you mentioned in your earlier messages, you've been gaming off and on since you were four years old. Yeah. Um, so do you recall specifically how you got into gaming back when you were a little lad? <laughs> so I recall my grandmother buying me an NES or, well, I, I would like to say me, um, but it was like my household. <laughs> so uh, I would just play, the favorite. I mean, I was the first grandchild. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So I would play, you know, original Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt. And I remember like my uncle, he had, um, I think it was like Zelda two and I tried playing that. And I was like, what is this? And to this day, I still ask, what is Zelda two? Like, what were you doing there? <laughs> um, Mario brothers Two, like a lot of Mario. Um, as we go through my gaming history, uh, there's going to Mario's going to be popping up a lot. Just spoiler. So you're a Nintendo okay. kid predominantly. Yeah. Yeah. Like I remember, um, like, are you still a Nintendo fan? Like you're still like a Wii guy and a, so switch I, or whatever the current generation is i have owned every nintendo home console except the virtual boy and the wii u okay so like yes i am steadfast 
on this Nintendo train. Um, my grandmother for some Christmas got me a Genesis, like at some point in the nineties, the Sega Genesis. And I was like, I don't, I don't like this Sonic guy. What are you thinking? uh, (laughs) Like you, you want me to go fast, but this is 2d. Like, obviously I wasn't thinking in those terms, but like adult mind is thinking that. And it's like, to this day, I'm not a huge fan of Sonic, but the kids love Sonic and I don't Mm -hmm. get that. Like I have a cousin because he's cute. <laughs> I have like a cousin. Little kids, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I have a cousin. He's like 15 years younger than me. So um, this would have been like when he was like five or six, and like he get his parents to buy him Sonic on like what the heck did that kid have? Like a GameCube or Xbox, whatever he had. I can't remember. And I'm like, why are you playing that, man? Like we got all this Mario content over here. Like it's it's 2003, man. We got Mario Sunshine. What are you doing? <laughs> but um, yeah. So earliest memories are like just playing NES, like Duck Hunt, like the little gun. Like I remember, like I got up, I get up in the mornings, like I was gonna actually go hunting, and you know, before my <laughs> before anybody woke up and like, all right, time to hook this thing up and catch some ducks. <laughs> Did you do uh, the old school strat? You know, put it right against the screen so you can't miss. Um, how else would you do it, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> nice. And then what, where'd you go from there? I just kind of Nintendo generations all the way through. Yes and no. So, uh, oh gosh, I wish I would have wrote this down. Like I wrote down like more recent stuff that I've been doing, but I, oh, that's I really yeah. but I really should have wrote down like some historical things about, you know, chess gaming history. Um, so I want to say the late nineties, maybe 2000, um back when it was like like when there was a revision and it was like on sale i got a uh ps1 and um (laughs) this is back when you got a system and you know the people that got it for you didn't realize oh you have to buy memory cards yeah so um i uh ended up um getting spyro the dragon the first one and i just play that as much as i could and then i'm like okay well I don't have a memory card yet. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I just keep replaying it. Eventually I got one and like my PlayStation collection wasn't anywhere near what my N64 collection was, but like games that I would just play complete on repeat were the three Spyro games. And uh, did you play any of the Rugrats games on PlayStation? I did not. So there were two and I would just like it had like a a little story mode where like it was like um, (laughs) a PS1 rendering of the house from Rugrats in the first game. And like it had all these mini games. So like that'd be a go to game for when my cousins would come over and we play that together, like the mini golf and all the little things on that. But those five games were like the main things I would play on PS1 and like just in repeat. Um, obviously you still play them or you played them back then you mean i played them back then um so now like i have like the remastered spyro and i still have those games but like my ps1 is like at my grandmother's house and i don't have a ps2 like i never got a ps2 and i had one actually i think my ps3 probably i think ps3 plays ps1 games right maybe <laughs> i believe so yeah so i could play it on that i okay. just never really thought let me pop these in because you know 
at this point, my memory of what those games look like is not actually what those games look like. Yeah, rose colored glasses for sure. <laughs> right. So, like, you know, let me let me keep my memories, okay? Yeah, that's that's very true. Uh, so uh, do you have any cool memories or stories from when you were a kid from gaming? Um, I don't know if this is cool, but well, this is actually not cool. And this is the, literally the first thing that popped in my mind oh, when let's hear it. <laughs> this right, this is the first thing that popped in my mind when you asked that question. But it was like summer break one year, and like I was upset about something, and like I kicked the wall, and I was like, "Oh man, that hurt. This pain won't go away." And apparently, I fractured a toe. Okay. And so right, so I just go to your my, parents and say like, "What did you lie?" No, I was like, I kicked a wall and my mom was like, what? Why? I, I don't remember why I was upset. I was upset about something. And so she took me to the doctor and, you know, they gave me like the little splint thing. And then to make me feel better, we went to Blockbuster and we rented, uh, I think, on Super Nintendo Death of Superman. And so I just remember like that couple of days, like, you know, I'm, I'm in bed with a you know with my foot on a pillow because you know i had to elevate it just mm-hmm. constantly dying at this probably terrible super nintendo game um so like that just jumped in my mind immediately i haven't thought about that in years <laughs> there you go so so i know you're talking about what you're playing now what what kind of games you're playing now so um I have turned into a Sony guy. Um, so I had a PS1 because of my grandmother, and I skipped the PS2, and I ended up getting a GameCube. I got a PS3 after getting an Xbox 360. Because um, I just I wanted to just be like, you know what? I'm, I want to be real well-rounded. I want to be able to play all the games. And so like it was just I had the PS3 and the Xbox 360 for a while. And um, at around 2013, I met my wife and she's a Sony woman. Um, Her dad was a Sony guy. So she's a Sony girl, Sony girl, Sony woman. She's an adult, not a girl. So (laughs) and so like from then on, it's just like, well, all right, support. I'm I'm with Sony, too. So she ended up buying me a PS4. And then I was lucky enough to get a PS5. So I've just been playing Sony stuff. So a mix of my backlog, which, you know, it's a terrible thing to be an adult and you have disposable income, but no time. And so I have like games that I purchased or like family members that God gifted me for, you know, for holidays. So I've been trying to, you know, knock that out. Um, so like I made a list of stuff that I played since I became a father, if that's okay. Yeah. Um, so like the very first game I played after becoming a father was The Last of Us 2. Okay. So and you I played got one as well, or yeah, yeah, yeah. I played one. Um it was like one of the first games I got on PS4, like the remaster. And so like I enjoyed the story of one, like I enjoyed the story of two. Like I didn't go in with the baggage of the people on the internet. Like I, I just saw the first trailer and I was like, oh, this looks interesting. I would definitely play this when this comes out. I played it. I liked it a lot. Um, I don't want to get into spoilers or anything, but like 
I don't like how they the story was structured. Like at one point, like you you play through the game, and then at one point you have to play these series of flashbacks. I wish that they could have like mixed the two stories that they were trying to tell like co co uh, concurrently. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like I have a picture. My wife took a picture of me. Like my uh, my daughter's on my chest, sleep, and I've just got the controller. Just like, all right, so let's let's um let's get some zombies here. Well, they're not zombies, but you know, let's get let's get through this infected area. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. Like she was like really little, little. So like I really wouldn't pl- wouldn't play in front of her, but like that kind of like informed some decisions that I started to make afterwards. Like. I don't want, you know, obviously I don't want to play anything violent in front of her. So um, my old friend Mario came into play. Um, We had that Mario anniversary collection. And like, I learned, like, sometimes I will watch Twitch and she'd be in the area. And like, when I was watching people play like Super Mario Sunshine, like she was, she would like stop what she was doing and just look at it. And so I'm like, okay, cool. That's right. That's something that I can play and you're in the room. And um, Astro's Playroom is technically the first game she's ever played. So I was playing one time and she just grabbed the controller and just like pushed the stick. And like the, the little guy was walking into the wall. And like, I've got a video of that. I'm like, you're not doing well, but like you're playing. And like, I was just, I was super proud. I was like, I, I sent that video to like everybody in my contact list. Like first time gamer, like she, she just took the controller from me. Nice. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so lots of Mario Kart. Um, um, I just recently got Mario Golf for Father's Day. Um, she didn't really care for that. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, yeah. Um, go ahead, I guess. Uh, is there any games coming down the pipe that you're looking forward to? Gosh, I don't even know what's coming out. Um, so back in the 360 days, I was really into Halo. I don't have a uh, an Xbox. Like I've got a 360, but you know that's covered in dust. But yeah. from what I understand, it's going to be free to play. And I don't have a P- a great PC, but like I-, I I'm hoping that like that Microsoft streaming thing, I can do that, but free. And if that's the case, I'll I'll be all over Halo. Um, whatever this new one's called. Yeah, that's like I always looked at like an Xbox, like like as kind of like a Halo five hundred dollar, you know, a three hundred dollar Halo machine, right? <laughs> right, like that's kind of how I played it. Um, but and I, I was... felt like PlayStation always had the more the better standout, you know, standalone RPG games and and whatever. Yes, 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 yes. I always I found that I never really cared for the Halo games with Master Chief in them though. So like ODST and Halo Reach, like oh my goodness, like I played those so much. Like the sto- like I was here, like I love the multiplayer, but I love a good story. And yeah. so like those stories were top notch. And um, like that's kind of where I'm at. I am these days. Like around like the late, um, uh, was it the aughts? The um, before the 2010s, like, we we call that the aughts, right? Or is the 2010s the aughts? 
I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's say 20, 20, uh, 2009, 2010, let's say around there. Like I, I, I made like a hard transition to like not wanting to do multiplayer games anymore just because like work was, you know, I was Busy. getting, yeah. And so it was like, it was hard to connect with friends. And so like, I went from like, does this game have multiplayer? Cause like, I want that to what's, what's this story talking about? Like how long is the story mode in this? Oh, nice. So, I mean, I've always kind of wanted to transition to that. I'm still very much predominantly a PC gamer and okay. predominantly multiplayer and still play with my friends and we'll even have set up like, okay, you know, we'll, you know, all the best of them tonight, but okay, let's do something on Tuesday, <laughs> you know, kind of thing, like kind of set up schedules. Mm -hmm. um, even I, I mean, I used to play World of Warcraft. That's obviously scheduled before, like in terms of a raiding guild and what have you. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I ideally would love to transition towards the, you know, games that can pause and stuff first, uh, yeah. But typically, like, you know, it hasn't come into an issue with uh, either my wife or my kids because I just kind of plan accordingly, right? I only yeah, game after she's in my daughter's in bed. And then my wife, we kind of say, okay, like, you know, Tuesday, we're going to do our own thing. And then so I haven't come into an issue yet where I've had to be like, you know, give me five more minutes, like, and then I'll come down. I guess um, since it's like I'm not playing like any multiplayer stuff where it's just like, hyper frenetic or like you know anything like where there's like a lot of strategy and i need to talk to a lot of people so like my wife doesn't mind when like i'm playing a you know a story game and she'll like you know read her book and like sometimes look up and like oh, okay that's cool you know on that yeah. level or we'll talk about stuff like she was kind of with me on that journey through um last of us too oh, nice. um but yeah so she doesn't mind for the most part watching me play stuff okay. like if it's like super violent like there was a point like where i was trying to play through the more recent wolfenstein games where she was like no I, i'm not going to be a part of this <laughs> nice. um and uh did so you typically then just game solo then like you don't really game with friends that much anymore like, not really like i do have like a few friends that have come over every now and again two guys and um the three of us and sometimes my wife will play like mario kart okay. um last week we actually got into mario golf it was the first time i got to actually play multiplayer and it's a lot better playing with human people yeah for sure because they're not <laughs> programmed to beat and they'll do unpredictable yeah. things yeah so like that's the extent of my multiplayer is just like local couch stuff. And, you know, I also was sweeped up in that. Um, gosh, I can't even think of the name of that game. That game that everybody loved last August, uh, Fall Guys. Like oh, I was. Yeah. Up. Oh, that was yeah. so good. It was like a, most of Korean's challenge is what I always explain to people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Did you ever watch it? It was like the Chinese game show where they yeah, jumped yeah, over in English. Yes, like yes, like, comedy. like on the level with the thing swinging, knocking you yeah. over. Like that's exactly yes. Yeah, so, it was like, so I, frustrating, so fun. I should go back and play. It. I haven't played it since like season one. Yeah, and apparently it's like in season four or five now. And I'm like, that's, that's nice. Like you know, yeah. the the hype is over, but you know. Uh, did you get into the uh, the Among Us train as well? I played that one time and I was like, this is cool, but this is not for me. Yeah. Um, I was um, my friend, er, like every now and again, when my friend would come over, he'd be like, hey, let's turn on knock. Was it knockout? So the one with this like dodgeball knockout knockout city. OK. And like, that's kind of cool. But also I was like, I'm not a multiplayer guy in my heart anymore, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, they're, uh, I guess switching back then, I guess, to uh, fatherhood. Um, do you have any tips out there for anyone that's like either going to soon be joining or just kind of joining fatherhood um, for your first year of experience? Um, yeah. Or that's uh, like to eat, sleep, like I don't know what. <laughs> well, yes. I'll, oh, yeah. Well, sleep when you can. That's going to be hard. But like, you know, just if, if you are in a situation where you are raising the child with your partner um just it's, it's going to be some times where you guys are not going to be on the same page and it's going to be really hard to be around each other and just remember like you guys are on the same team and you are a unit and you both want the same things even if you both think that there are different or better ways to get there like everybody wants the same goal like the you know just to make sure that the baby's all right you know yeah yeah, it's true. They just always have the well be just the well being of the uh, child in mind. Also, always have gripe water handy. <laughs> what handy? Gripe water? Do you not? Do you guys not have that there? Oh, is that the that's for upset stomachs, right? When they have gas issues. Yeah, hiccups and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like that was a lifesaver. Like every time, like our daughter would get hiccups, and it's like, okay, we cannot have her on her back, or she's gonna throw up. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. we, my wife, actually, uh, we did actually get that. I don't know what's called it. I know Gripe Bar is like the official brand. We had another brand that we were using, and um, mm -hmm. yeah, it was big because, like, yeah, she used to feed her, and then if you laid her down, um, you know, too quickly or didn't burp her hundred percent, she would get sick. And then that's what the doctor um, suggested. And it, it worked wonders as well. Yeah. Um, I, my wife always tells a story once where I think it was um, like, you know, well, we obviously, we had, we had a, what's it called a bassinet beside the bed. Mm -hmm. um, and when I was back to work and then some days, like, you know, once well, a couple of times a week, sometimes my wife would be like, go sleep in the guest room because like, you're driving a vehicle and I can tell mm -hmm. you're exhausted and you need to get a good night's sleep tonight. And my wife always tells a story where I, you know, I came from the guest room once. Cause like sometimes I go in, if I woke up from the baby crying from the other end of the house to kind of walk over to wife and like, you know, is she okay? Do you need anything? Do you want me to go get water? Like whatever. Right. Like even help the wife out. And she's like, no, no, all good. And then I go back to bed and I think I woke up like two hours later and was like, Oh shoot. She's up again. Like, do you want me to go get you something? And she looked at me, she was like, Nope. She still hasn't gone down. I basically oh fed her, put her down, and then she got sick. So then I had to like fully clean her up, change her, and then feed her again because now she's a little baby. So she's up back to an empty stomach. And you know, my wife always tells that story. And I tell her, like, I'm like, you know, expect that kind of stuff, but you know, it's all good. And I always say, yeah, expect complete delirium as your, you know, the first uh, month, right? Our friend, family friends yeah. call it like, baby boot camp where you're <laughs> going to be just you know, running on fumes and exhausted. And maybe even like yes. you said, at some moments you're at each other's throats or, mm -hmm. and basically just don't listen to what any of the other person's saying. Cause you're both like, so illogical. Exactly. Exactly. Um, um, so yeah, my daughter, the first three or four months, like she was a horrible sleeper. Like the day we brought her home, we foolishly thought like, so like we, you know, we had the day, like, we were like, Oh man, we're home. We're our baby. Oh man, look at us being a whole family here. And so um, we had the bassinet in our bedroom and we put her in that. And then we got in bed. This is the first day we came home. And we're like, man, we we crush it as parents. We are crushing it as parents. And we we, you know, turn the light off and go to bed. A few minutes later, my daughter just starts crying and crying and crying. And we're like, oh, 
So we weren't supposed to do this. So like the first two or three months of my daughter's life, um, our, our, we have a finished basement. So like the basement's like our basically our living room where we have the TV and all that and all that jazz. Yeah. And so basically we had the bassinet in the basement and like Monday through Friday, my wife would be down here in the evenings because um, well, once I went back to work because she was uh, her maternity leave was like 10 weeks or something like that, maybe eight weeks. And um, I had like it's crazy in the States because like, yeah, in the Canada, it's like you either get 12 months or 18 months. Yeah. Yeah. Years. You know, they, they care about people over there, you know, you and your <laughs> universal health care and all that jazz, you know? Yeah. It's madness. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, so, no, no, you're good. You're good. One day I'll get up there and I'll never leave. You're going to have to deport me. Perfect. We'll welcome you with open arms. <laughs> oh yeah you guys are so kind um so like on the weekends i'd be down here with her and it was just like every few hours she just wake up and start crying and it's just like what why why can't you sleep my love why <laughs> but uh my wife has a girlfriend that just had a baby in early june of this year and that kid just sleeps normally and we're like you know, you're not supposed to tell people that kind of stuff, but okay. <laughs> what do you mean normally though? Like, like what does that she, mean? She doesn't, she didn't have similar sleep issues as our daughter. Oh, okay. And so we're like, you know, we're not trying to hear that kind of, you know, we're not here for that content. All right, miss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think you, yeah, you get as a new parent, I think you got to go into it expecting like you're gonna get like, like you're supposed to be up even like a good baby. They're still up every like three hours, you know? Mm-hmm. So you got to expect that. If not worse, I guess maybe in your case. <laughs> but yeah, so we uh, we ended up sleep training our daughter three times before I finally stuck. Like okay. um, a joke that we have is that um, she has a strong like a stronger. <laughs> so my wife is, a, you know, a strong woman. And um, we always joke that she gets that from her mother. Like, mm-hmm. uh, she's just, she outwilled us two times on this sleep trainer. Nice. So, did you guys have a specific method you guys did or? Oh my goodness. See, this is stuff you're going to have to cut out. Cause like my wife has told me this so many times and she sent me the PDF and like, I don't remember. Did you do the time one where you go in after one minute, then three, then yeah. five? Yeah. 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 Is that, is yeah. that further? The, ferber, the, further the ferber method. That ferber. Yeah. Yes, we did yeah. that. Nice. Yeah. See, I, I remember I, some stuff. There you go. I don't think there's that many. I think there's just pre- predominantly the ones I've heard is that. And then the other one, which is a bit more drastic, which is called the extinction method, um, which that basically is if you guys decide, okay, tonight's the night that you're sleep training or like let's say tomorrow, Monday, you're starting sleep training. It just means tomorrow night you put her to bed and like, that's it. If she cries for an hour, she cries for three hours. Doesn't matter. Ah, you yes. don't go back in. On the streets, we call that cry it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's what the extinction method is. Cry it out. I gotcha. Okay. That's the scientific term. Yeah. Well, <laughs> or whoever, <laughs> I guess, going that. But yeah. Perfect. Well, I that's kind of, uh, I guess, where I typically end my questions, unless there's anything else you want to talk about or ask. Oh, geez. Oh, wow. That, um, oh, wow. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I only gave you like, you know, 30 minutes of content. <laughs> no, this is great. <laughs> um no it's just i um mm, um i guess um quality not quantity right 
<laughs> I suppose so. Um, yeah, it's just like as of late, I've been just looking for games that I could just play quickly. Um, like I want to just feel like I've been, comp- you know, accomplished things. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, have you heard a Turner Boy commits tax evasion? No, I have not. So it's like one of those indie games that like it, it was like a four hour game, but it costs like fifteen dollars. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but like it kind of looks like um the looks like it's Valley or something or yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking more ish. um Link to the Past. Yeah. But um basically um Turnip Boy lives in a world where it's like everybody's like a vegetable and the mayor of the town's like, Hey man, um you haven't paid your taxes, you've been evading taxes, so you're gonna need to work as my indentured server. servant until like i say you've paid it off and so like he sends you like on these little quests to like get these items and like the longer you play it the more sinister like the things that you are doing seem and so it's like it's got a quite a bit of a twist well i wouldn't even say a twist is it like like, an end game or just infinite quests and you just get more sinister or is it like eventually you pay off your debt and you're you're free um yes at the end of the game you are free but um it's more so like if you read like the little journals and like the different places he sends you and you're like that's interesting and like the more things you read you're like oh oh this is not okay like this is (laughs) not an okay world that we are you know inhabiting so yeah that's like like, like the replayability you kind of keep learning more so it's just all through that playthrough. Like I played it once, but I, I like a hundred percent of it. It was like a four or five hour game. So like okay. if you if you want to play that game where you do an all nighter, but then you're like trash with your kids, you could do that. Um, <laughs> but like I recommend that. Like it's a like you technically can beat it in um in one sitting if you have the time but it's it's a fun little game and something i've never really seen before is that um it lets you like adjust like how you want to play so like if you don't want to take damage like you're just here to just play the game that's a setting in the game like you don't have to like mod anything or anything okay so it's like just very friendly to like um parents that are gamers that just want to play something real quick yeah, there's an interesting game. I don't, I don't know how much it costs here. I can look, but uh, it's a game called Inside, which that's what made me think of when you were talking about it there. What's it's just that? like this. I don't know, look it up. It's this like platform <laughs> where you're this kid, you're trying to escape. And I think I'm looking at it here on Steam 3.8 hours for me to beat it and get most of the side stuff. Okay. But it was a very, I remember I played it just one night. And it was a very enjoyable experience. So that's why okay. I found it here. Oh, if you like graphics. platformers, uh, I don't know if you like platformers, but one, one of my favorite games I try to sell everyone is Ori in the Blind Forest, that series. I've seen that. Like, it's like I like the colors and everything. Yeah, just beautiful. Like, it's just so beautiful. The music's great. The gameplay is great. It's challenging, but like not too frustrating. Um, yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. So the I'm looking at uh, image Google images of Inside, and the, it's reminding me a lot of Little Nightmares. Are you familiar with that? No, I think I put that on my uh, Steam wish list for when it goes on sale. So, like, that's another one. Like, it took, like, maybe two or three. Oh, I, I beat it, like, over two or three days. And, yeah. like, that's a fun little quick game, too, that I forgot to write down on my list. But this image reminded me of it. Yeah, I'm just looking at images. Kind of same idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely neat. And uh, do you like card games by chance? 
car or card? Card, like C A R D. Okay. Um, like in real life or like video games? Like in the video games. Like, I don't know if you ever tried like a roguelike card game. So, like, if not, or if you're interested in that concept, you can look up uh, Slay the Spire. I put like 150 hours into that game. Slate Aspire? Slay the Spire. Oh, okay. And, or another great one, again, if you're on the console, um, they also have it in the PC. It's called Hades. I, yeah. So I put like 60 hours yeah. into that game. Yeah, like I've seen a lot of stuff on that, and I'm like, yeah. that seems cool, but I'm like, I don't. But know you have to be willing to like that much. Well, no, because each run <laughs> is like you know anywhere from like ten to thirty minutes, right? Okay. But it's, okay. it's the idea of like when you start the game, like your 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 first run, like it might take you like you know a half dozen dozen runs just to kill the first boss, and there's like three levels, so it's really just about. Uh, but then obviously every time you do the earlier levels you get like some like currency and stuff that you can then buy like i do upgrades and um, oh. kind of get stronger um, so you're stuck in this like infinite kind of do death loop but as you die you bring back with you the stuff you got okay um, but so it would definitely would be a game that would fit your criteria where you could do, do like a quick like couple runs like you know before bed and then you know get some currency and then you know next day your runs would be more you know effective Okay. I think there's something like six weapons, so it's kind of six play styles. Whether you want the sword, the spear, the bow, there's a rocket so, thing, a shield. So that game like um, popped up on my radar because like earlier this year, the woman that voices Meg in the game, she had like a viral video online where she was trying to explain like what was going on with the game stock, GameStop stock situation. Yeah. But like the more she talked about it, like, you know, it was all acting like she started to like kind of cry because she's like, I, I don't understand what I'm saying. But like, yeah. I built this up so much that like I have to keep going. So it was it was pretty funny. Oh, that's good. Oh, but she she did the voicing for Meg in the yes. in the game. OK, yes. nice. Yeah, definitely. Um, have you heard of Overboard? Uh, no, I will look it up. So this came out last month or the month before like i i learned about it on twitch because like you know when i'm hanging out with my daughter i'm like let's not watch the the horribly animated stuff that you like to look at like let's see what's happening on twitch and so this um woman was playing overboard and it's basically a game that's set in like the 1930s it's um i guess it's kind of a it's a mix between a strategy and like a point and click game where, like where in the world is Carmen San Diego or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of. So, like at, in the opening cutscene, you push your husband overboard on the uh, on a ship, like, okay. and you're going like from um, Europe to like New York. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> so you have like eight hours until you port in New York, and you're just trying to. <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. You have eight hours until you're trying to port into New York, so you're just trying to like cover up your tracks and yes yes so like each action you take like takes time off the clock Mm -hmm. so like if you leave your cabin and go to like the mess hall that's like maybe 10 minutes off the clock and so like you're just trying to like just plant evidence or maybe you need to kill somebody else because they saw you do something or blackmail people and so each run can take like as much as like 30 minutes and like the game encourages you to keep playing it until you like figure out the right sequence of events okay so that's like a quick one like if you got like 30 minutes so that's on switch and pc okay i'll check it out 
It looks like I'm from Googling it. It was originally a PlayStation One game, or I think that's just the a title share. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll check it out. Perfect. But yeah, like that's all the stuff that I could think of that's like a quick play. Like I ended up like buying Golf Story, and like I sunk thirty hours into that. So that was quite the endeavor. Like I never like I played golf like video game where like I didn't really care about it if Mario wasn't on it. But I was like, I'm a dad now. I need to play golf story. <laughs> and that's a is there a st- actually a story to it or just basically like a Mario oh, sorry. Golf? <laughs> so like it's a uh, it's an RPG, but instead of battling people, you have to play golf. Like one so hole? like no, so like you'll like actually have to play like nine holes. Wow. Or like there's sometimes like some parts where you have to just like do the driving range stuff or putt. But for the most part, like battle battles are like, all right, I got to beat this person at golf, like nine holes on course X. Mm -hmm. So it's 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 a it's a fun time sink. Like if you like RPGs, like I recommend that. Something else. Okay. Is there anything else I guess you want (laughs) to? cover no no but i i really appreciate you having me on like i um the only podcast i've ever been on is my own so um i just appreciate you know coming in somebody else is driving and you know i'm just doing my best to be entertaining <laughs> i i appreciate it totally like both your time and i guess yeah the, the material you provided and advice and I appreciate also, like you said, the invite to come on your podcast, reach out to me in the future, or um, also, you know, if you had a good time, I know you said you also have a co-host um, who's in Japan. If he wants to come on mine, he's more than welcome as well. Yeah. Only issue with Matt is just timing since, you know, he's so far in the future. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, man, like um, once we, you know, get offline, like we can, you know, figure out what ch- what you can come on for and, you know, try and talk that out. Yeah, perfect. I appreciate it. And um, yeah, appreciate your time. Yeah. But yeah, um, thanks for having me on. Um, it's um, my, my podcast is once more as we used to talk about this at work It's um, we're on all the platforms. Um, please give us to listen if you like chit chat and movie talk. <laughs> perfect and i'll yeah i'll put that in the uh the show notes as well appreciate you all right have a great night sir all right thanks michael you have a good one too and thank you so much once more no problem my main takeaways from this episode are to always be cautious regardless of the age about what type of games you're playing in front of your kids because even at a young age they take in more than you think also remember that you are a unit and on the same team as your partner you will fight, but ensure you always have the same goal and each other's well-being in mind. Also remember that Grave Water is your friend. I hope you enjoyed the episode. <laughs>